What up, dude? And welcome to the Die Hard Den. It's your man, Kurt Steele, coming at you. New and improved Die Hard Den. And ladies and gentlemen, I have a new co-host. I'm going to introduce him right now. My man, Shawnee J, is in the building. He's from Detroit. Long-time Lions fans. Go ahead, Shawnee. Introduce yourself to the people. Hello, people, Lions fans out there. This is Shiny J. I'm a longtime Lions fan since the kids. It's 1978. Over 40 years and counting, I'm still waiting for that first Super Bowl like the rest of you. But we're going to get it because I do like the moves that Quinn and Patricia have moved this offseason, and we'll explain why. All right. So... So welcome to back to the Die Hard Den, ladies and gentlemen. I know we've been off for a while. Um, big shout out to my man's Will Fatore. Um, we just uh, we had this kind of this part ways. It was amicable. He may be on the show later on down the line, um, but he's going to be doing his own thing. And once I get a link to his information to his new show, I definitely I'll share with the Die Hard fans uh, of the show. Uh, he's uh, doing a little different thing than I'm doing. It was an amicable thing. Our styles didn't mix, but big up to my man, Wills. He's doing his big things down in Florida, so he will be uh, contributing to the show here later on. So let's get into it. Um, the offseason, free agency. First thing I want to talk about with my man, Shiny J, is the the individuals that we picked up from the Futures uh, signings. So... Give me a, yeah, yeah. Um, we have a few individuals that we signed their future contracts. The one that stands out to me, my man, is Connor Cook. He kind of gives a, um, a kind of depth to the quarterback room. A lot of people don't remember that we have him on the roster. Um, they just look at the individuals that we signed in free agency, but we do have a backup quarterback on the roster right now in Connor Cook. Give me your thoughts on Connor Cook. Well, I remember Connor Cook. He was a pretty good quarterback at Michigan State. Um, he was thought to be the next great thing um, coming out of Michigan State. They won a couple of Big Ten titles with them. They made it to the, um, the four-round playoffs with them. I think he'll be the perfect backup. They, the Raiders thought they had a steal when they drafted him a couple years ago. Obviously, things didn't work out, but I still think he has talent. I think he's the perfect backup for Matthew Stafford. He's still young. He has some starting experience. He's not quite a rookie, but he's not a 15-year veteran either. I think he's the right type of backup that we need for this team. Yeah, I think he's he has some growing potential. He can be molded uh, into what a, a good backup quarterback uh, can be. Uh, um, the rest of the guys that we that we kind of signed, it kind of to me looks like uh, practice squad guys. Uh, Brandon Riley, uh, really no name. I mean, really guys. Kerwin Williams, Mark Thompson, um, and we we did a, have a punter to kind of kind of give um, Sam Martin, but Sam Martin's a solid punter, man. He's he's really good, but most of the guys I see uh, on that future uh, reserve contracts, those guys are, are, are probably going to help build our practice squad going forward with some of the undrafted free agents that we're going to probably get um, after the draft. Um, now, looking at, looking at now, who is the biggest key departure going to have the biggest hole on the team in your in your estimation? The biggest key departure from the Lions? Yes. I do believe is T.J. Lang. T.J. Lang. We have a big hole at right guard. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Lang had to go because go ahead. he had injury. 
You break, there? Yeah, you breaking up a little bit. Go ahead now. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you good. It, it was time for TJ Lang to go mm-hmm. because he had injury problems. You right. stay healthy. Plus, he was aging. So it was time for him to go. But we still need the right guard. So that's the biggest hole we need to fill. And I feel that we can um, fill it in a draft, maybe by the second or third round. I'm not sold on the free agent they signed recently from Mm -hmm. the Cardinals. I want a young stud to fill in, you know, for the place to get playing. So that's the biggest hole that Lions have to fill, in my opinion. Because I don't want to see any more 10 sack games against Matthew Stafford. That's for sure. Um. I, I I think TJ is a, a big loss. Um, my guy, I pick I pick Glover Quinn, and not just because um, I think it's more for me for what he brings to the locker room. I mean, Quinn's a guy; he was a leader on the team. Uh, he's been a staple in that defense. He rarely missed any time. I, I don't remember him missing a game in a Lions uniform where he had to miss a game because of injury. Um, but I think um, he was a a definitely voice on that. And that secondary, I think you, you're going to have some guys probably step up. You know, you have Slay, who's the parade leader of that secondary now. Um, you're going to have, of course, um, Quandre Diggs is going to have to step up as far as his game. Uh, he has a good, solid year last year. Um, actually, he, um, he had an obscure stat um, where he had like – Three interceptions, uh, tackles for loss. Like he was the only DB in the league to do this, um, and he had a, a pick six for a touchdown. So um, he is definitely stepping his game up. I, I, I think the move to safety for him is going to be good, where he can kind of roam around and play free safety. I think that they're going to uh, move uh, probably Walker or Adams, which is the new signing, to uh, to strong safety. Uh, Walker has that frame to play star on safety. He's big, tall guy, rangy, and he can cover um, some of the tight ends that come out. So I, I think we're going to be good there. But I think Quinn's leadership um, definitely is a hole that the Lions going to have to fill uh, going forward with his uh, with uh, his departure. But um, and um, just looking at the. Lawson, which I, I thought he would have played better in the slot, um, I think his hustle will be missed. Um, he's a guy he kind of hustled around. He didn't, you know, he wasn't a good outside corner, but I think he would have been better served as a slot corner. But we moved on from him. He's out in Oakland now. But um, I think that's it for those guys. Um, uh, Lang and Quinn are definitely the biggest holes they're going to miss on that on the Lions uh, roster. Um, leadership and experience um, alone uh, puts those guys uh, ahead of the the curve and puts us kind of in a hole for those two positions. Um, so what, what else do you think about some of those guys who left with uh, Lawson? Um, Nevin Lawson, instead of him, I had high hopes when we drafted him in the fourth mm-hmm. line in 2014. Mm-hmm. He got hurt his rookie year, but he came back strong. Um, from what I understand, there's no guy that works harder in practice or in the weight room never lost. And he gives his effort. He's always there. Mm-hmm. But the problem lost him was he didn't make any plays. He's, what, five years into the league, and we're still waiting for him to get his first NFL interception. Right. And we needed more playmakers on the team. And every game of watch, the frustrating thing about Nevin, his technique. 
Mm-hmm. He gets burned constantly because he never turns his head around. Right. I mean, I, I, he, I practically have the television. Turn around, <laughs> Charlie, you knock it down. Yeah. He can speak that way, too. So yeah. um, I don't know if it would have made a difference in playing inside the slot, maybe, but this time he, he had every chance to prove himself. They kept the skyline, you know, for most tenure here. Mm-hmm. But I think it was time to move on. I had nothing... Um, bad to say about him. Um, right. He, he did the best he could, but yeah. I wish him well in the future with Oakland Raiders. Yeah. He, um, he was a good, I mean, I think he was a good all around guy. I just think he did, he was, I think he may fit better in a better, fit better in another system, maybe a more of a, a zone coverage type system where I think that in Matt Patricia's defense and, and actually in the defense prior, the Lions play a lot of man deep coverage and that this wasn't his forte. In the NFL, or maybe it would have been a case where he would have um, been better suited at safety, where he didn't have to chase receivers, where he could look more towards the the line of scrimmage and facing the line of scrimmage, looking where the quarterback's going. Maybe right. that a move to safety would have helped him. Maybe he's more a safety than a corner, like um, was successful Conjay Diggs. Maybe mm-hmm. that could have been a a good move for him too. But now we'll never know. Well, maybe yeah. Oka and see something can use him in a way that we didn't, but we'll find out comes training camp. Right. So all right. So let's let's get into these uh, re-signings before we really get into the big name free agents that we we signed. Um, Looking at the individuals that we re-signed, um, we re-signed Zach Zinner. That wasn't really a surprise for me. Um, coming back when he came back last uh, last season, I mean, he really his he had improved his game. He had more pop. He was a lot leaner. Um, you look at the before and after pictures before he he returned. Yeah. He got himself back into shape, and if he maintains that, um, he's a good solid um, backup as far. as I, I would really give him that that he's a kind of speller. We we still need a, a, a really a backup running back to to uh, carry on, but I think that Zach Zinner could be that guy that comes in and spells both of the uh, the guys that they're probably ahead of him. I, I, I will put him third on the on the depth chart. I really wouldn't put him second, but he can be that uh, guy that comes in and, and kind of uh, gives a change of pace. You know, um, but I really wouldn't yeah. put him. I wouldn't put him behind carry on. Well, I like Dr. Z. That's why we call him from the beginning because, of yeah. course, he's telling you to be a doctor. Uh, he's one of my favorite players. I'm glad the Lions brought him back. You're right. Um, when he initially got cut because he had an injury at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. He got an injury at least with the, with the understanding they might bring him back, which he did. Mm-hmm. And during that time away from the Lions, he he kept the shit. He got jacked, you know, like yeah. the before and after picture. He, he really, you know, built up. The muscles, the muscle tone looks yeah. stronger. And you can see when he played those last few games that Carrion set out, he ran the ball with more authority. I mean, he may be able to get away with that stuff in um, Division Two football, the yeah. Jackrabbits. Yeah, with the Jackrabbits. But, you know, in NFL, he has more strength. And I, I think that really helped him. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like Dr. Z, you know, it still takes some talent to mm-hmm. rush for 2,000 yards three years in a row in college football. I don't care what the vision is. Yeah. But in the NFL, he needed to build up his strength and stamina. So I think that time away when he got to rehab and build up his strength and build up his muscle um, mass really helped him and hope he can stay healthy and I'm glad he's back but I agree I want to I still want a young running back out the draft I don't want any any more retreads we try to get Malcolm Brown but the Rams you know easily matched his offer from the Lions yeah. I want a running back like a 
uh, Daryl Henderson from Memphis or Kerryon, uh, excuse me, Karan Hickman from Michigan. Yeah. I want that, you know, those are two good backs. I would like we can get maybe in the third or through six rounds. Right. I, th- I think we can pick up a nice, and it's a, it's a good depth for this running back class. So um, you can pick up a, a good solid um, power back in those, in those mid to late rounds. Um, moving on. I think Charles John, Charles, excuse me, Charles Washington, uh, the, the cornerback, he's more of a, a, a um, special teamers. I think he took the, he's, he took the place of, um, what was the, he was a long time, um, his name's escaping me right now. He was a long time, uh, corner at, 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 um, for the special teams. I think Washington's a good special teamer. Um, I think that he helps add that depth to the, the cornerback room, but it's more of a special team signing. Uh, I think he's a, he's a good gunner. Uh, he does very well in coverage. Uh, he can, he can definitely blow up some, some punt returns, some kick returns, um, uh, at his position. Um, Another key to me, one of the definitely is uh, Aquara, the defensive end. Uh, he led the team oh, in, yeah. in sacks last year. Uh, some give me some thoughts on Romeo. I, I'm definitely glad they brought him back. He was, you know, the no one glad, no one guy wanted to bring back, even over Zinner, because mm-hmm. um, Aquara is a big, you know, good size defensive end, six four, two hundred seventy five pounds, plays to run well. Mm-hmm. He had his best season. In his young career with the Lions, mm-hmm. like you see, he led us in sacks with seven and a half sacks. Mm-hmm. He plays the run away. In many ways, he's just like um, Trey Flowers, mm-hmm. similar build, similar stature. I'm sure we'll get to Trey in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I think we have two solid defensive ends. I really like the car. You know what? I'm glad they brought him back. I'm glad the Lions didn't let him get away mm-hmm. because I think that was Patricia touch. Both Okrora and his former Giants teammate, Devin Kinnard, mm-hmm. had their best seasons with the Lions. Right. And I think Patricia had a lot to do with that, his coaching. So being a uh, defensive coach by nature. Right. So I'm glad they're both coming back. I'm glad of course back. He's a good, young, mm-hmm. defensive end. He was undrafted coming out of Notre Dame. Right. But I'm glad, you know, we got a steal from the Giants. Two steals, actually, yeah. from the Giants. Mm-hmm. And... um I'm just happy they brought him back because I think he and Trey Flowers make us solid bookends on the defense. They can rush the passer and play the run. They may not be Reggie White and Bruce Smith, but they're still pretty solid players. And I really like like Aquara. Aquara is definitely, to me, was definitely key resounding as far as individuals because you can get them, you can get them for a, a, you knew you were going to pay a bigger price tag for a big name. Um, defensive end like we did for Trey Flowers but as far as he fits that scheme um, he's that size and build that Patricia likes um, for that defensive end type of position he, you can flex him around move him to you know like the D tackle uh, in that in that 3-4 system so th- those guys are kind of interchangeable um, you have uh, another uh, Steven Longa he coming back from injury uh, I think that um He's a he's a guy who's a very uh, endeared to Detroit. Uh, the fans like him. He's a good special teamers. Uh, I, I know he's uh, and plus you know his father passed away um, the prior season, like at the end of the season. So I know he was really wanting to come back and and uh, and give back to the city for the love he got from from the Detroit and uh, and the team when uh, he lost his father, the support they gave him, and he's ready to come back. And uh, it was tough with the injury. Yeah. yeah so uh, I'm I look forward to him coming back. 
Um, surprise re-signing for me was Cooper. I wasn't sure we were going to... Because you had you have Ford, um, um, but in, I don't know if... He, I mean, he gives us depth at corner, maybe in special teams as well, but we signed some some bigger name, you know, we signed a bigger name corner um, in, in, um, in Coleman and, um, and, and Melvin, but I'm just kind of curious to see what Cooper's role is going to be. Is he, is he at this a depth signing? Not saying that he's going to make it all the way through on the 53 man roster, a 56 man roster, but he may not make it, but the 53 man roster, um, I think it was just a, a make sure they have a depth signing for Cooper. Well, yeah, I like them because um, Cooper, I know you're talking about, he has what, he's what, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, long arms. Um, he's a good, pretty good cover corner. I think he has some ability. He's bounced around a bit, but I think, once again, Patricia is doing things the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may not, you may not, and that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily getting, you know, number one draft picks mm-hmm. in every position. Mm-hmm. But you could take you could mold a player into your into your image. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Cooper does has some um, ability, some physical traits, just like Okwara and mm-hmm. um, Kanair and mm-hmm. others. But they they play the way Patricia coached them up, you know, mm-hmm. and they play the way he wanted to play, and they can be successful. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But these Cooper's one of those guys who does have the. Uh, Physical tools, I believe, to play for Matt Patricia. Right. So that's why he was resigned. Yeah, he's um he's definitely one of those um uh, guys who 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 fits that mold of the defense. Um, like you don't have to have big name guys, guys that are smart, uh, cerebral that can that can that can think on his feet. Um, he's a he was a late season signing, so I mean. As far as he didn't play a lot of what do you call that meaningful football at the end of the year, but he plays solid, so he can fit in a definitely good backup role um, at the cornerback position. So, all right, so let's get into the big deal from the off season. Let's get into these free agent signings. Um, I'm gonna rattle them off, and then we can go ahead and discuss them as as we see fit. Um, okay. First, you got defensive end Trey Flowers. Definitely a former Patriot is going to be a theme for the first couple guys. You got raw receiver Danny Amendola, of course. He's a former Patriot. You got cornerback Justin Coleman, former Patriot. You got cornerback Rashawn Melvin, a former Patriot. Then you got the Steelers, uh, the, the former Steelers tight end Jesse uh, Jesse James. And you got my man Tommy Lee Lewis, the former Saint who actually was a teammate of Kenny Galladay in college. Um, yeah. You have uh, the safety of Andrew Adams and uh, out of Abusi from uh, the offensive guard that we talked about. And then we brought back right. Logan Thomas um, from the bills. Cause he was, he was a, he was signed early last year and then released. So um, we know he's an athletic individual. We know he, he played quarterback at Virginia tech. Um, definitely a, a guy who uh, played hard. Um, so let's get into it. Big money, man, Trey flowers. What do you think about that signing? 
I love it. He was the number one free agent yeah. on the market this year, 2019. I'm glad the Lions got him. You may have seen on my in our Facebook page, I uh-huh. compared him to um, the original number one free agent when free agency started mm-hmm. back in 1993, Reggie White. Mm-hmm. You know, Reggie White at the time was the number one free agent, and the Lions, you know, almost had him, if you mm-hmm. recall. Wayne Fonts, he had good personality. He was a known as a players coach. Mm-hmm. He was kind of got, you know, people want to play for him. And White, he admit himself, he was that close to signing with the Lions, but the last minute he decided to um, sign with the Packers. Right. Um, I think, you know, people call me crazy for comparing Trey Flowers to mm-hmm. a Hall of Famer like Reggie White, but I think it's going to have a similar impact, meaning I think it's going to be the Lions and Stacks. I think he's going to um, um, be more of an all-around player, not just a pass rusher, right. which we need, but also a good run stuff for edge center. Uh-huh. Um, he, did, he did for New England. Mm-hmm. Um, he may not necessarily get 15 sacks a year, mm-hmm. but if you give me at least 9 or 10 Right. And play the running well. I'll be very happy with the signing. Right. I am, you know, excited. I can't wait to see him on the field. I love the signing. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Matt Patricia has like that Wayne Fonts in him, meaning like he is a player's coach. Here's a right. question in the beginning of last year. Did players want to play for Patricia? I mean, because they were complaining that they were, he was making them run too much or working them too hard in practice or practicing outdoors in the cold, even when they were, they were scheduled to play a game in the cold. But I, I love what Patricia's doing. I think. NFL, I think NFL players and pro athletes in general get a little too soft. Right. You know, all that money. Let me give you a quick example. Crossover example, NBA. Um, you know, you heard about this low management. What is that? I mean, mm. players are too oh, yeah. tired to play. You know, yeah. what is that? I mean, plays back in the day, played all 82 games, and the only way they missed a game is they got hurt. Right. Not because you were too tired to play a game. <laughs> Thank you, the NFL. I mean, yeah. come on. They yeah. make the most money, but they tend to be the biggest babies. <laughs> I mean, come on. What, what's yeah. up with that? Maybe I'm old school. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine um, going across over the basketball, Chuck mm-hmm. Daly wrestling Isaiah or Lambeer and those guys? Because you're too tired to play. Yeah, come no. on. D- different, definitely a different time. Um, I like the I like the Trey Flowers um signing myself just because of the fact that he like you like you said um he he brings a different element. He's not only a pass rusher. He's just an all around good defensive lineman. Um, he plays the run well um as well. If you look at the Patricia and the the Patriots type of defense with um with Belichick, the defensive ends aren't you know they're not really just pass rushers they also you know they play the the run well if you look at um they they have more sacks are from their their outside linebackers and interior linebackers are their bigger sack numbers um you look at the sack numbers for uh jared davis last year uh definitely uh rose by leaps and bounds um they want to have that defensive line tie up those 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 uh offensive linemen and those running backs so um they can free up those linebackers uh, coming uh coming from the side and up the middle to cross pressure for the the um the quarter uh, to press the quarterback. So those guys uh, have a different role in that in that off in that defense as far as the defensive ends. Um, I think he's going to be a definitely uh, a big pickup 
for our defense? Um, will it stop us from drafting a defensive end? I don't know. Um, but he is definitely one of the guys that I think him or can be definitely good bookends um, coming up this upcoming season. Uh, next, we have Danny Amendola, uh, the ultimate uh, slot receiver. Um, he's not a yak guy like um, Golden Tate, but he definitely he gets open. He knows how to run. He's a precise route runner. Um, he knows how to get open. So you, there's no problem there. All Stafford has to do is make sure he's protected and he can he can find him because Amendola can find an open spot in a, in a zone defense or he can break away from a corner. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Danny Amendola? You know, I'm really honest, Curtis. I wasn't as crazy about the signing of Amendola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he's a he's solid, you know, with um, all those years for the Patriots and the Rams before that. Mm-hmm. But he's getting older and... Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see the young guy, Brandon Powell, mm-hmm. from Florida, fill that role. He, you know, Brandon Powell, he's dynamic. I think he could have been the perfect replacement for Golden Tate. Even Golden Tate and others gave Brandon that endorsement about mm-hmm. he had a future. He was going to be a future baller for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, no, I got to admit, you know, I love my Lions. I wasn't crazy about the Adam Jones signing. Mm-hmm. Maybe this. Um, five years ago, I would have been more excited. Mm-hmm. But having Joe's that much as a year old, he's what thirty-four years old. Will mm-hmm. be by the time the season starts. And mm-hmm. the one thing I hate about my Lions, what they have mm-hmm. history doing, mm-hmm. is signing a guy mm-hmm. who used to be a good player, but they always sign him when he, <laughs> he starts to decline. What, Look what happened with Garrett Blunt last year? What one year too? One year too many. <laughs> But I think he when was you excited, when you're too late. Yeah, yeah. one to you. I think I think that I think he's more of a locker room signing as well. I think he's more of a kind of like a mentor where he'll come in and he'll have his role, but he'll actually mentor some of those young guys like um, like Brandon Powell um, for the uh, for the foreseeable future. I think he's more of a locker room a locker room guy not a he's not he's a kind of a, a gap field but as as Brandon Powell develops you know he, it may be a um, thing where he takes over that, that position later on in the year Amendola may be a, a locker room signing um, you look at you know he knows that that the way of of, um, of Patricia you know he's you know he was a long time Patriot so um, going into the next uh, guy uh, slot corner um, Justin Coleman paid a lot of money for this guy, but I would say this: um, his play at the Seahawks from the time he was at the Patriots, his time at the Seahawks, he played a very, very uh, prominent role in that defense. Um, I think I like him in the inside. He's a he's a shorter guy. He's got skills. He's got definitely got ball skills, but he has this the speed to stay with those shifty or um, slot receivers um, in the league. So, I mean, what do you think about the Coleman signing? Interesting signing. Like you said, they did pay a lot of money for him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he is related. He's a cousin of um, both Darius Slay and Tracy Walker. So, we mm-hmm. have all the family back in the um, Lions secondary. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised they paid that much money for a, a slot corner mm-hmm. or nickelback, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised they don't make him the starting corner. You know, I'm right. So it's going to be very interesting. 
Um, let's see what they do. I mean, that's a lot of money just to play for a Nickelback. Um, so we shall see. I'm mean, mm-hmm. more thinking that's, he's getting paid starter money. Yeah. So well, from what I hear, he's a good player. But yeah. like I said, I think if he's getting paid that much money, I think he should be starting, on, you know, opposite of the other corner of his cousin, not yeah. just being a nickel guy. Well, the, the only thing about that is that I think that the the line, and, and even in that, a lot of teams play their base package is a nickel package now because of how offense play the more wide open concept as far as more of a spread style uh, or you know three to four wide receiver sets. So that's I mean maybe why they they signed them. Um, I think that the next guy we're going to talk about will segue into him. Rashawn Melvin is going to compete for that outside slot. He's a taller corner. He's unlike unlike Desan Shed who was. Uh, a, a taller corner, but he was heavier. Rashawn Melvin's a, 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 a slider corner as far as his, his weight. He's more. He's under two hundred pounds. He's a, has a faster hips. Um, definitely had a better seasons uh, at at the at the Colts before he played with the Raiders last year. But I think his downfall last year was that the Raiders didn't have a, a pass rush to really protect him as a corner. Your corner's, right. you know, going to have a good year if you have a good defensive line to kind of protect those guys and they can pressure the quarterback and they can, you know, he was forced to cover longer, you know, periods, Not, uh, you know, is, you know, to, to be out there on the island and have to keep covering guys for um, – you know, several seconds, unlike, you know, because there's no pass rush that puts you kind of really put you in a bad position. But uh, I like his ranginess. He has long arms. He's six two. Uh, I think he's like a, a buck ninety five um, as he weighed in. Um, he's going to be a guy. I think he's going to be that guy to kind of <laughs> really um, challenge anybody else for that starting uh, corner opposite Darius Slay. Just because, you know, I mean, we already know that Slay got the other side locked down. Um, I really think that this is me. I think I see um, that starting rotation in the secondary probably going to have um, um, Slay and then at, the, uh, at one corner, maybe Melvin at the other corner, uh, Justin at that nickel, because I think we're gonna, our base defense is probably going to be a nickel anyway. Just because you look at the teams in the NFC North, a lot of, you know, they throw it around a lot, except for Chicago, um, where they still throw it around, but they have a running attack. And you look at um, those individuals. And then for safety, I'm looking at Diggs and maybe Tavon Wilson. Uh, he's still on the roster, so maybe you know he, um, between him and Walker uh, fighting for that uh, that that uh, strong safety um, starting position. Um, looking at the next guy, I want you to really give me your thoughts on this guy because um, this is one of the signs that I think we needed. Tell me about your, your thoughts on Jesse James coming in from from Pittsburgh. The outlaw, yes, I like it. He was the best. That's his nickname. He was nicknamed since he was a kid. I mean, obviously, you know, what else could it be? The outlaw, and I'm sure you could look for some outlaw merchandise from Detroit coming to to Fort Field soon. Yeah, and as well as the Lions website. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I really like it. They need a tight end. I'm mm-hmm. kind of disappointed they didn't try and bring back Levine Toilolo. I really liked him. He started showing some receiving skills at the mm-hmm. end of last year. And he was a Levine was a big guy mm-hmm. who could block. But they they want to move on. They got the once again the number one tight end on the market mm-hmm. in James. He's right. a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good receiver. 
I think they, they see him as a poor man's ground. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, I'm making huge comparisons, comparing Trey Flowers to Reggie White mm-hmm. and Jesse James to ground. But that's what the Lions see him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's big, he's long, he's rangy, 6'6", 250 pounds, a pretty good blocker. Mm-hmm. I think it was a good signing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is also a message to Michael Roberts, right. who, you know, was talented, you know, coming out of University of Toledo. Mm-hmm. But to me, it looked kind of lazy. And like, that Thanksgiving game, Michael Roberts, said was pathetic. He he didn't try. He was just going through the motions out there. I right. mean, you know, his he's didn't try. That was a bad game. So they felt they need to upgrade a tight end. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they took James because, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely didn't want them spending a first round pick on TJ Hawkinson or even knowing Fant. Mm-hmm. I want them to get a good player at number eight. I don't want them to move down either, mm-hmm. but I want a good defender or maybe an offensive guard to protect Stafford. But James, I really like the signing. Number one tight end. Right. He should help. Right. Now let's go through because we're going to kind of go through these net. I think these other guys that we signed are kind of like, um, what do you call that? A depth signing. Um, you know, but kind of like, you know, increase that depth, have some veterans on the team. Um, you have Adams, the safety out of Tampa. Um, he had a good season last year. You have uh, Ode out of Busey, the, the, the office of guard. And then we brought, like I said, we brought in back Logan Thomas. Um, I think those guys and Tom Lee Lewis, um, where he's a good slot guy and he's a good returner. I think that's where we really got Tom Lee Lewis is that he's a for his return skills. You need to make sure we give um, uh, the uh, Agnew a break. Um, sometimes I think Agnew is good in punt return, but I think we need to give him a break from kickoffs. So I think there's maybe a, a, a depth special team signing with Lewis. Um, any yeah. thoughts on those on yeah. those young guys that we kind of brought in those last four guys we brought in? Tommy Lewis the signing surprised me mm-hmm. after they signed Amendola. Um, of course, Tommy Lewis so far, his claim to fame is being that victim of that non passive defense <laughs> call. And it's yeah. a championship game. We got blasted by the Rams defender, which mm-hmm. obviously passed interference, but it wasn't called, mm-hmm. and um, the Saints fans had a fit mm-hmm. over that. They still have a fit to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised they signed because, once again, I still, I'm still a Brandon Powell guy. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Brandon Powell has a similar skill set as I'm Lewis. Right. We'll see. And, you know, I think the Lions has some, some blue-collar guys, and they're silly Calvin Johnson type plays with blue collar guys at the receiver position, mm-hmm. including Powell and TJ Jones and Andy Jones. Right. Um, we'll see who's going to make the roster. Are they going to keep five receivers? It's going to be interesting to see. And will they use um, Tom Lee on offense, or will they like use him strictly as a punt returner, kick returner? Mm-hmm. We shall see. And like I said before earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely sold on the the guy from the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Old, old day, what's his name again? Abushi. Abushi. Yeah. I'm not. Yes, I'm not completely sold on him being an answer at guard because he's a journeyman. He bounced around the league a little bit too. I mm-hmm. still want the Lions to draft a big young guard. Okay, if you say there's no one worthy of that in the first round, they pick. So mm-hmm. be it. But at least second or third round, definitely want a guard. I want a young guy, mm-hmm. unless you're you're um. 
you think um, Joe Dahl is finally ready to go? I, I was going to say his name. I was going to say his name. I was thinking about Joe Dahl, and you still have Wiggins is on the roster. Um, he signed a multi-year yes. contract. So, um, I mean, you have some – some, and they're actually talking about uh, maybe plugging in Cosby there. You know? Yes, uh, I heard so, that too. So, so – that's one thing that Patricia and Quinn likes. Mm-hmm. They like guys who play multiple positions, not just um, you got to know how to play multiple positions. You know, yeah. guard, tackle, and center. Right. That's the kind of guy that um, Joe Dahl is. Even right. Leo Kalamatangi, the mm-hmm. undrafted fridge of Hawaii, he can play mm-hmm. all across the line, all, all three positions, center, tackle, guard. Mm-hmm. They like guys who play multiple positions. Right. Um, and, of course, um, well, my favorite is Graham Glasgow who plays center guard. Yeah. Even tackle if he really needs to. So they right. like those guys with versatility. Right. But um, I still want another guard add to the mix for sure, a young guy right. in this draft. I think we're going to find that later on in the draft, maybe a second and third day guy. I, I don't see – there's not a lot of a big name offensive lineman in this draft. There's not a lot of depth as as previous years is like, you know, big time prospects as far as um, offensive linemen in this draft. Uh, the field's kind of thin. Um, I, I, it's just – I mean, it is. I mean, is it a product of the offenses that they're running in college football now, or is it just um, maybe just guys are, those line those linemen came out last year and the ones that are there now, well, they're not ready. They're not – they're not big t- time enough to kind of garner a, a first round draft pick. I'm not seeing a lot of big name offensive linemen on draft boards right now. You know, two guys who are guards who I really love. You know, mm-hmm. I love Wisconsin offensive linemen. Of I want either um, Michael Dieter or his teammate Bowl Boswell. I'm, I'm butcher his name, but one yeah. of those two big guys from Wisconsin. Wisconsin is known as O line U, so right. we'll have one of those guys or Cody Ford from Oklahoma. Right. So maybe we can pick up you know one of those guys later on down the line. All right, now. Let's kind of switch gears now. We talked about the free agency. We talked about the guys we brought back, departures. Um, what do you think about this new rule change with the pass interference uh, being a reviewable? Uh, well, <laughs> like I said, as information, we have um, Tommy Lee Lewis, who was the victim, who really, you know, made this, brought this change about. I want to see how it works because. You know, it's tough enough on defensive backs as it is. Yeah, that, that play against Tommy Lee was a, a rare example, or extreme mm-hmm. example. But but as it is, defensive players can hardly play defense cleanly. Right. I mean, without, without you, know, you know, getting caught for pass interference, sometimes they get pass interference when they shouldn't. And I, I'm not, I heard about the rule change, but I don't know all the details. How many okay. challenges did it get? Can you okay. count every, every call? Or, no, if, you know, if it's into the, I'm not sure. If it's into the same, it's, it's in the same realm as it always be, is, as far as the replay is concerned. It's not a separate replay itself. If it's a okay. coach's challenge, um, so the coaches can challenge a, a pass interference, offense or defense or a non-call. Um, but it's still it's into that the three challenge thing during for the game. So you know if you get okay. if you get one, you know if you get you get three, you know whatever, and if you win it, you get a, you get another one type of deal. And then the last two minutes of the half, it goes to the booth. So it's it's in the same realm. It's not a separate a separate 
uh, replay itself, it stills into that same re. It just makes the 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 play reviewable instead of non-reviewable. So basically, that's okay. all it does. So basically, um, the if if it's caught on the field, the coach can challenge it via offense or defense. But they they risk one of those challenges they have for the game. So um, I think that the thing is going to be the most. Have the most impact is at the the uh, at the end of the half, um, where those last those final two minutes of the half or the game, where that egregious non call, where we us as Lions fans, I'm not really worried about that Tommy Lewis call. I'm worried about the um, the call that we had in Dallas a few years ago in the playoff yeah. game. Though, so so that would have been revi- that would have been reviewable for us. So um, they could have uh, they could have threw the challenge flag on that play, saying, "Hey, he was totally interfered with," you know. Or in that that last two minutes of the game, where the booth review would have said, "Hey, buzz down," you know, this play is under review because there was possible interference. Um, I think it's going to be. As long as it's called fair and equal on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, I think it's going to be fine. Um, I do like the fact that they took out the uh, there's no more blindside blocks anymore. No matter what angle can that be a blindside block? It, it helps. It helps with defensive players, um, keeping those guys safe. I think that the offense has got a little too um Happy with keeping those guys safe, and um, so I, I'm glad that they brought that you know, no blindside blocks because you know a guy can get seriously injured, hurt, career ending injury um, from a blindside block. Um, you know you really can get hurt an individual doing that stuff. So I mean, because definitely if you don't see it coming, you know that's that's the, probably the worst hit. You know the one you don't see coming. Uh, so you can't blindside block anymore. Um, Let's. Uh, it is the night. I'm uh, looking at uh, Thursday night. Um, uh, we're looking at a big game for the Pistons tonight. What do you think about your man it's coming off the end of the podcast right now? What do you think about the Pistons going for that playoff berth tonight? Yes, um, they're playing as we speak. Um, they need this win. They lost three out of the last four on the road. Mm-hmm. Tough, tough losses in the West Coast. That was a, a tough time to go out west, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And they lost three of the four. Um, mm-hmm. They must win. I mean, because they got three, four teams actually battling for those last three spots in the East. The Pistons will have nothing um, solid yet, nothing clinch. There's eight games left. We gotta win as many as possible. Um I hope Blake got his rest. <laughs> I mean he sat on a Cleveland game which we could we lost we could use that week because all mm-hmm. three counts you can see. Um I hope they don't come back to Harlem but I think we're gonna pull it out. I think we'll get either maybe the seventh or eighth spot. I don't care as long as we end as long as we can, anything can happen. That's okay. How it. All right. Well, good luck to the Pistons tonight. Also, good luck to the Wishka Wolverines who play here in the next uh, little over an hour away from tip-off um, as they face a tough uh, defensive team in Texas Tech. Um, as you hear this podcast, the games will already been played, but we're definitely going to mention those guys. We're going to mention them good luck tonight uh, on the adventures on the hardwood. Um, just to kind of deviate from the uh, from the from the gridiron for a minute, but this has been our first podcast with my man Shiny J. He is my new co-host, so show him some love. 
This podcast will be on across several social media platforms to include Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The links will be posted. And also, it'll be on Apple iTunes and the uh, Spotify and also Google Podcasts. Generally, wherever you're going to find podcasts, you're going to find the Die Hard Damn Podcast Show. My man, Sean J., give him some some parting words for the people. Well, I had a good time tonight, Curtis. I'm glad to be part of this podcast. And I hope we can do it again real soon. Okay. So, all right. So, um, tell them how to to find you on social media. Um, You can find me on Facebook. That's the main thing I use. Sean Jennings is my name. User. You'll see me. I'm all parts of Lions groups. Um, you want to contact me, you're welcome to it. Um, Sean Jink is the main thing I use. I don't use too many other things, but I'm always on Facebook. All right. So, my man, so me, it's your man, Curtis Steele. You definitely can find me on Facebook, Curtis W. Steele Jr., on Twitter, at Curtis Steel 14 on Instagram at Curtis Steel 14. You can find me on those platforms. I'm at Curtis. I'm a Curtis Steel on LinkedIn. So this is your man, Curtis Steel, for your man, Shiny J. It's the Die Hard Den. We'll see you next time, and we out. <laughs>